Hey everybody, welcome to Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I really want to thank you for listening. If you feel compelled to do so, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment, share, whatever you feel like doing. Help me out trying to grow this podcast, trying to continuously deliver value. A couple of things before we get into the show, check out the links in the show notes to my CRA Academy, my CRC Academy, both of them doing very well as far as getting people jobs in the marketplace. Check those out. Also, if you need help getting studies for your site or anything else, or even launching a site, basically any help for your site, we have a low monthly fee consulting service where we have helped many clients become and continue to be successful site owners through our background efforts of business development and support staff. Text me 949-415-6256. Please check out the links in the show notes as well for the book, The Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research. It's been selling really well, getting very well received by the community. Thank you guys so much for that. Also check out the YouTube member page. Join this channel to get perks. That's my YouTube uh, membership. It's 10 bucks a month. You get a monthly mastermind exclusively. It's a Zoom call every month with other YouTube members. Uh, You also get weekly videos exclusive to the YouTube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences. So check that out. Really means a lot to me. And thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show. Guru Nation, welcome back. This is an important one. We've got a long time guest. He was on six months ago, Calvin, right? He was a coordinator, Calvin uh, Onyemechi yeah. from Texas. <laughs> yeah, he, that was he Texas. Was, he was a coordinator. He, we did a part one. He shared his story. He's never been like, you know, you guys, I feature my former students all the time. Shameless plug, CRA, CRC Academy. But yeah. Calvin's never been never been a student. He's a student of YouTube. Yeah. Honestly. And I think that's what's important because everyone's like, yeah, I don't want people to think I'm out here on YouTube just trying to sell my academies. I did YouTube way before we had academies. You don't need it, but we did set up the table nicely for those that want to partake. But Calvin shows you, look, Guru Nation don't mean academy. It means I've watched... <laughs> I study, I learn, right? So you went (laughs) in part one, you were coordinator. We talked about how you got to that role. Yeah. Now you're CRA six months later. I was telling you before we hit record, if you were a cryptocurrency, I would invest. You're Shiba Inu. That (laughs) should be your research (laughs) to the moon. (laughs) Do you actually hold any? Oh, yeah, man. You know it's about to go up. I I just brought that up like randomly. Okay, that's good. I'm a holder too. Um, Wow. Okay, so basically, Calvin, you're an inspiration because a lot of people watching probably in your same situation. Like, And for for those that didn't watch part one, can we just kind of bring them up to speed with like a minute? Maybe you introduce yourself how you got to be a coordinator from part one and then we'll take over from from there okay absolutely so how you all doing my name is calvin on um it's good talking to you all again 
Uh, so from our past video in part one, I was basically talking that um, I graduated from North Texas, a school out in Denton, Texas out here um, in 2020 May. So I was one of the COVID graduates that didn't get to walk the stage. I'm sad about that, but I guess life moves on. <laughs> but at the time, I was just really kind of undecided what I truly wanted to do. I had a biology track to just go straight ahead and do pre-med, but it was like, I didn't know if med school was my passion to drive anymore. And so I was just really undecided. I was, um, I had an apartment here and I was just, I was like, I went back to the drawing board, like, what can I do? Um, the people around me, somebody I knew, um, introduced me to clinical research. And whenever I was, heard about it, I was like, oh, this is pretty interesting. I've never heard about like the therapeutic process of research. I always hear like a uh, lab scientists mixing chemicals, experimental research. So when I heard about clinical research, I was like, oh, this is very interesting. And I can actually have a life doing this, something that I can actually go to work and feel good from contributing to the world. So I entered in clinical research about six months or so ago as a study coordinator, um, just by watching Dan's videos. Like there's a five hour video that I know that you've seen on his page that I watched so many times. Like I probably could just recite it now. I just kept watching wow. that video. Over so more than once. Over. You watch it more than once. Yeah, I, 10 plus for sure. Like, I remember I, I kept, <laughs> That's 50 yeah, I hours, kept, man. Yeah, I kept watching that video because I didn't know anything about clinical research. Yeah. Like, I, I was just like, how can I get in it um, if I don't know what I'm going to be doing for, like, let's say the rest of my life? And so I really wanted to know what clinical research was and just the study tips I took from being a biology major. Like, we study so much as a biology major. I remember pulling a whole bunch of all-nighters. <laughs> throughout like my whole course. So I was like, it's nothing for me to just sit down and watch these videos again and get something that I can actually provide for my, my life later on. So Wow. But how did you in, watch? How did you, cause this is important. So did you just passively watch or were you taking notes and then Googling other things like later? Was it more like me showing you where to dig deeper or how, how did you study? But what's that process like? Okay. I would say um, the first few times, let's say three times, I watched it, I didn't take any notes. I just let you talk and I'd watch, I couldn't complete five hours just sitting right there, <laughs> but I would watch like an hour and a half, maybe two hours the next time. But I'll just let you talk because I, I just wanted to absorb as much as I can and not distract myself from taking notes. Cause I know I did that a lot in college and I wouldn't really grasp the concept. And so I, I'd watch it a few times. And then when I felt comfortable in like, I guess the terms you would say, um, I would then start taking notes. As I was taking notes, I realized, man, some of these words, I don't know what they mean. Uh, clinical research is filled with a whole bunch of um, abbreviations. So there's times where I'm like, okay, that might mean what I think it is, but let me go on Google or let me find another one of your videos that you break it down even for a smaller session and I can really understand what you're talking about. So Google is my friend, just as YouTube was, and I really got to learn and key in on like very important terms in clinical research. And I just, I don't have my journal next to me. I know I showed it in the last video, um, but it was a journal, like a real thick <laughs> one, uh, just clinical research, the five-hour video, a shorter video. I, I think there was even like um, a one-hour video that you did. I might have, I watched that a few times. A couple of different videos when it came to um, maybe some interview prep later on that I did too, but um, I really keyed in and I just studied everything I wrote down and I kept watching those, those videos. Uh, I would say... Like three months later, I was like, okay, or two months maybe. I was like, okay, I feel comfortable. I know what I'm saying um, for the most part. I don't have any type of experience, but I feel like I can take any translatable 
uh, experience from my past roles, like in like clinical uh, experiences, and be able to explain myself a little bit better. So I went in and started applying. Um, I got a lot of no's, like a lot of no's. So be aware of that because having no experience, it does put you at that limitation. But um, I did have some companies that did take a chance on me and I'd be able to enter like an interview process with them. So a lot of those interview process just had me just really saying everything I learned in these videos and just explaining who I am to them and showing my potential if they did hire me. And so I did acquire a job as a study coordinator at a local site uh, around me and it was a great time. <laughs> like six months, a little over that. And I really learned a lot every day. And when did you feel like, okay, it's time now I apply for CRA? Because you, you're the generation younger than me. What are you guys, Gen Z? I'm yeah, millennial, you're so. Gen Z. Yeah. You guys yeah, are Gen quick. Z. You guys don't wait long. So what, like, when did you feel like you were ready or were you getting hit up by recruiters already? Or what, like, how did it go from CRC to CRA that quickly? Because a lot of people say, oh, I got to do two years yeah. before I could be ready. What what was it for you? Um, I would say, I mean, when I watched your videos, you kind of gave an explanation of how the path does work. You would say about one to two years, and then you kind of move to that next step, maybe CTM, CRA, data management, whichever way you want to go about it. But um, I'm, I'm kind of impatient sometimes, which I kind of fault myself for. Um, so I'm always looking for like, oh, let me let me push my luck a little bit. Um, I understand some things now. Let's say I'm three months, four months in. Um, I can kind of explain it if I really needed to. But um, I ended up getting a lot of no's too. First, at, at yeah. first, whenever I was doing that, because <laughs> I had truly with clinical research, you don't have that much experience. You can't really say you know what you're doing. But I mean, it's a cliche saying the thing to say is that uh, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So I had a, a friend that he was back in college and I wasn't, I didn't know that he was actually in clinical research and he was actually working for Icon. Ah, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Oh, uh, surprise. That's the company I work for, but I guess I'll explain that later. Um, but yeah, so he was in there and he basically told me, Hey, how are you doing? I told him I was in clinical research. He was like, Oh, really? I'm in there too. And I was like, why did we never talk about this in the past <laughs> like conversations? Um, so we talk a lot and we just kept in touch throughout and I'm still study coordinator at this time after some time he was like man honestly the way it's looking I think some opportunities are, are opening up in my company man like you should apply I was like man I'm what like five months <laughs> in the game I'm like are you sure like clinical research is not that fast he's like man I think I can I think I can talk to some recruiters man I just think you're the right guy for the position I'm like okay I'm gonna I'm push my luck again I've already got a lot of notes so I kind of gave up on that aspect of trying to be a CRA. Um, so I was like, okay, I'd, since you said, and we're such cool friends now, I'll go ahead and do it and I'll apply. <laughs> <laughs> he told me um, it would take me about from two months to six months to hear back. I'm like, by that time, I might be looking for something else, but hey man, I'm gonna throw it out there and continue building the experience I have as a coordinator and understanding what clinical research is. I would say after two weeks, they reached back out to me. And I was shocked. I even thought the email was fake. Like, I was like, there's no way this is happening that fast. They, I had the email read, um, you've been referred by one of our employees uh, to enter an interview process when you're available. I was like, so I screenshot it, sent it back to him. And I'm like, are you sure this is a real interview from there? He's like, oh, yeah, that's it, actually. Um, go ahead and reply back to that and start, like, the whole process. Um, and I would say I went through a very, very rigorous interview process. 
three full interviews. Um, What's full? Like an hour? Questions. Hour? Yeah, yeah. Each, each one an hour. Each of them an hour. And I talked to several people. Each of them, I feel like I did pretty good. I mean, I entered the next Over one. Zoom, all of them? Uh, yeah, because, um, you know, Icon's based out in Ireland. So mm -hmm. they don't really have, like, a site out here. I know they have, I think, a location in Houston. Um, oh, okay. So, but I'm in Dallas. So all, all my interviews and everything was virtual. Um, virtual. Uh, and so I went through those interview process, and I guess I got to the point where I am now. The same, you said three or four interviews an hour each that were the same one, the same people interviewing you each time or they switched different people? Oh, uh, so they would switch different people. A lot of them were managers. Wow. Um, I believe I had one that was maybe a, a clinical lead for a team that I could join. Um, but yeah, it was a full interview. I know they asked me a lot of questions, um, questions that I felt that I was ready for. I know I answered every question, but there's still that lack of where I haven't been a CRA. So I can yeah. only say so much um, of just the knowledge I took in from like a video or just the information I learned as a coordinator. But um, with the last interview, I feel like me and her really connected. Um, she did kind of assure me that people who are coordinators are make good CRAs, even better yes. than I would say like a CTA, even though that's still a great role to enter and then become a CRA. But just having that experience working with a monitor already, I agree. you kind of understand what you're doing. I agree 100. I say that all the time. The best, in my opinion, best CRAs are former coordinators. They have yeah. the empathy. Even look, guys, 2021 going into 2022, crazy job market. Yeah. What, what Calvin's just described would have not been possible unless he was very lucky like three years ago, four years ago. He would have had to probably be CRC for two years before you're getting this opportunities. And so six months now of experience is a lot of time, a lot yeah. of time. And these CROs are behind on their, on their uh, hiring. Ashley Margo, who works for one of the big CROs that's part of Latinos and Clinical Research, she's doing the same thing. You know, she's referring everyone she knows, everyone from our CRA Academy network, you know, to, to the CRO because they're like three months behind as far as their staffing. It's yeah. just labor shortage. So were your interviews, um, were they tough? Like, were they basically like interrogating you as far as what you know, or were they more like they're trying to convince you why you should work there? I would say, so I'll break up each interview. My first interview, very vague when it comes to asking me questions about like just me as a person, um, what I would do in certain scenarios that doesn't really re apply to clinical research, but just apply applies to my, my thought process. And so I'd answer questions like, um, what's the uh, time you feel like you achieved in your work field? And I'd go through like my spill on that, um, times where you had to maybe go through a, a bad, something bad happened to you at work and how did you overcome it? So questions like that, of course, to tell me about yourself, that's always going to be one of the first questions. So <laughs> I kind of heard he had that elevator speech ready. Um, so whenever they hit me with that, I was What do you tell them, like pre-med, pre-med, lucky I found research, that kind of thing? Absolutely. Kind of the same things I've said in the past video with you and some of the stuff I said when the video began. So just keep reiterating all that stuff. And so I would say the second interview was a little bit more about clinical research, but then they explained, um, they wanted me to explain my past experiences, like to a T. 
everything I was doing, um, why I felt like Icon was a good company for me, mm. what I feel like I could bring to the company itself to um, my five-year plan, my 10-year plan in, in, in clinical research. They wanted to know everything. What I'm looking to do while I'm here, if there's a possibility I'd want to go to a different position. They So it was really, really extensive on that interview wow. for sure. Um, but I was ready for it, man. I, I definitely prep a lot. What did you tell them, if you don't mind uh, sharing, five-year or 10-year plan? Um, I would say, I can't remember what I said for my, my 10-year plan because I was in the moment. <laughs> but my five-year plan, I said definitely continue into uh, my clinical research as a CRA, but um, move into a, a CRA2, a senior CRA role, and continue with that. I think that okay. was the consensus of what I was saying. And then um, my third interview, um, it was... It was more so the same way as my second interview, but they explained Icon um, more to me. They explained like the every the aspects of the company, of uh, their mission, of what they're trying to bring, the team environment, how like they work. I know a lot of people have like uh, CRA ones and then like um, line managers, and they show that um, I guess the line manager or clinical rate operational managers. So it has different names, um, certain abbreviations that Icon uses. Um, just different aspects about the company specifically. They really wanted me to know that, let's say this is the last interview. So you want to know what type of company you're answering, which is understandable. And I really did like that because I got to write some things down um, while she was talking. I think that was like the first, let's say 15 minutes. She just talked, I didn't talk. So I kind of let my nerves die a little bit down too because she was talking more and I got to learn a little bit. So I felt that connection with them and they just told me different things about the company. And so I really liked it. So that was the third interview. And I guess that was the time they made their decision. And I heard back and I was definitely excited. <laughs> <laughs> they got to get you quick, man. Somebody going to get Calvin fast. You can't, you hey, can't man. wait around if you're trying to get Calvin. So the I'm site, so the site you work for, they must've been like, man, we're losing a good one. What do they, what do they tell you? Oh, I mean, it, it was pretty hard to leave them at, in a sense, a short amount of time, because a lot of the studies I did have, like been running for a while and they're supposed to keep running for a while. And so it was a, a kind of a weird transitional period. Luckily, they did have a couple of new research assistants that came in that okay. I started training already. Okay. And then um, there was a coordinator that was coming in as well. And so I could just kind of transfer a lot of my studies over to them and they would go ahead and start reading the protocols for them. So um, and I left them a spreadsheet, like a flow chart of all my studies. So they'll be able to understand the people that were delegated to my studies, how uh, I went about each of them. Everyone. Yeah, if they're if they're smart side, I mean, unfortunately, they lost a good one. It happens. I'm a side owner. Yeah, you know how many good coordinators we lost to CRAs. Uh, but try to network with them, side owners, because when they go on to become CRAs, like once they get some tenure, they actually get asked, like, "Hey, do you have any sites you could recommend for this study?" So if you've yeah. been on good terms, you know you can get studies recommended by your former employees. Um, just, just a little something for the site owners out there. Uh, okay. So what's, did you start yet at, uh, icon or. Yeah. So I've actually been started for about, what is this week two or three, man, I've been going through a lot of training <laughs> a lot Yeah, uh, coming as a study coordinator and transitioning to a monitor is a, is a big difference, um, of what you do. There's a lot that you will kind of understand from your coordinator role, but, um, just more of a regulatory process now. You know what I'm saying? Understanding how that FDV, FDR, 
everything and then understanding the company like you have to know the aspects of it um because this is a big name company now and they want to be able to protect their name and their integrity to a yep. t so they want to make sure you're the right person for that and so you have to go through a lot of training to be able to get to that point welcome to the big leagues now calvin yeah uh but you're gonna be a good, one of the good monitors because you've been a coordinator and you, you're going to have some empathy for the, well, I know it was only six months, but in your interactions as a coordinator with other CRAs, what was that like? Um, So I'm actually glad I got some pretty decent experience while I was a, uh, a coordinator. Like I got to see um, uh, SIV. Um, I, I saw a lot of um, just regular monitor visits and I got to see one closeout visit. So I got to see a good scheme of what a monitor does. And then me and my monitors, um, I have a couple of them personal numbers uh, just because of questions about queries and everything that I need to call them about. And so I did keep that relation with them. I know one actually works um, at the company I am at now. So she was excited to hear that. She didn't even know. She's like, oh, it happened so fast. Like, I was going <laughs> to refer you eventually. <laughs> I was like, hey, that's good to hear, honestly. Um, so I'm going to be working with her. She's not going to be on my team, but, um, I guess I'll be seeing her around. Um, so I kept good relation with them throughout. And just each time I had a monitor visit, I asked a lot of questions. I wanted to know so much about just all the aspects of that. Um, because some of their monitor visits can take some time. Like if you have a two day visit, you know, like they're really trying to, uh, make sure everything is correct in their visit so they can put it back in their reports. And so I'm seeing that now how the whole report process happens. And so I'm trying to make sure I'm doing my best to be able to understand that process. Yeah, that report, I just finished, like, finally, I have to finish another one. I'm a contract CRA. Thankfully, Calvin, it's yeah. winding down. It's very part-time what I do, just contract CRA, one study, two sites. I don't do anything in between my visits. So I have oh, yeah. in-house in-house teams. But just those days, like when I do one per each site, I do one day, one entire day every six weeks. It takes the entire day and half yeah. of the next day. So the entire day to monitor half of the next day to do the report and collect all the scans and all that stuff. It's monitoring is very tough. You got to be very organized. Absolutely. The pay yeah, is great, but if you guys are not organized, it catches up to you quick. And I say, thankfully it's winding down because my site now, my new site starting to ramp up. So I yeah. was like, thank God it is winding down. No <laughs> way, no way I would want to do both and do the videos and all that stuff too uh, at the same time. But we do know many uh, CRAs who also try to open sites as well. So good luck to you guys trying to do that. Yeah, so, Calvin, that's very good to hear, man. I guess as we wrap up, what is some advice you might have for somebody watching in Guru Nation that wants to be a CRA? Do you recommend the site route first? Absolutely. Like more than anything. Of course, there's just training programs that I would definitely recommend as well because um, I guess you would get that, um, that externship in these sites sometimes with certain programs. But man, if you can just get in there and work as a coordinator and see those protocols, see all those documents that you're gonna be working with, see source, so many different types of source and EDCs. Um, I know there's main ones that we usually work with, but you wanna see every single type. Just expose yourself to everything. It'll make you. It'll make the process of transitioning into a CRA so much better. 
nothing replaces real world hands-on experience. I wanted to get your thoughts as we wrap up here on a recent comment I got. All right. I did a video on this, the one where I'm dressed up like day of the dead. That's the yeah. one I responded to this. I want to get your thoughts because you just been through this situation. So somebody okay. asked me, uh, let me put it, the one that I haven't responded to. Somebody asked me, do you have a cheat sheet? Uh, I'm getting ready for a CRA interview. Is there a cheat sheet, please, with most situations that require escalating the issue to the clinical trial lead? <laughs> what do you think? What are your thoughts on this, Calvin? So they were asking if I have a cheat sheet. Yes. For oh, so questions that might they might ask them uh, specifically about when to escalate issues to clinical team lead. Mm, I would say maybe that might be um, like a company specific answer. I know everybody has their own different SOPs and how they run. Um, so a lot of the things that I'm learning right now is giving me that answer about mm. how to escalate that to the lead. So Maybe they would have to get in that side and be able to understand what exactly they do before they reach out to their leads and yeah. they'll be able to answer that question a little bit better. So the way I interpret, thank you for that. The way I interpreted this and I made a video is look, <clears throat> cheat sheet would do you no good. They're asking, they're basically asking if you understand the concepts, the cheat sheet's not going to help because they can just change. You can memorize this cheat sheet and they just yeah. change the question a little. You're thrown off. You don't know what to yeah, answer. Anymore. Memorizing the name. So I suspect they put on their resume they were CRA when they weren't, and now they're asking mm. them tough questions and they don't know how to answer. That's my suspicion. Don't do that, guys. Could yeah, you ever fake? Could you ever fake do being like CRA? Now that you're you doing, you can't fake it. You can't fake it. Um, it's just too many rules and regulations that like some of the people that have been in the game for so long, they just have it in the back of their head. There's nothing to them. You ask them a question boom, they'd be able to answer that question. And if you can't and you're looking for like big roles, maybe even a CRA2 position, senior CRA, they'll be able to see right through you. Like they really understand the whole process, especially these managers. They've been playing the game for like five, 10 years. Yep. So they understand the role to a T. So don't fake it. Definitely go through the steps. It's worth it more than anything. Man, I'm, I'm, mine's been a little accelerated a little bit, but um. I mean, if I stay longer, I would have just got more experience. I would be able to understand my role a little bit more. I would have yeah. fell in love with it a little bit more too. So just stay humble in it and just keep going, honestly. I agree. I agree. So yeah, accelerated time because of the times that we're living in right now, everything's moving fast in clinical research. Yeah. Calvin, an inspiration. His link Thank to you. his LinkedIn is underneath the show notes. Did you have people reaching out after part one? Absolutely. I got so many people <laughs> and I try to respond back to like as much if I didn't respond to you I, I feel bad I really did try to. now you even, got another chance <laughs> yeah even if, I think a couple of days ago people reached out to me on Facebook Messenger LinkedIn I Instagram I get I get one probably like every other week um I just try to give my little words of inspiration in any way tell them some of the tips that I did and I would say even now if you're in the DFW area wherever you're at reach out to me I really will do my best to reply to every single one of them because um, I want to help as many people just as you do on your daily basis. Um, get into clinical research. I really feel like it's a field that can help so many people thrive and you can put back into the world so much. Thank you, Calvin. Shameless plug, CRC Academy, CRA Academy, enrolling. <laughs> if you need the help, 
we set the tables for you guys. But Calvin's Absolutely. here. Calvin's here. He's going to get more now. Part two, he's going to get more of you guys reaching out. So I appreciate it, Calvin. Thank you very much for sharing your experiences yeah. and for commenting on YouTube. Just to remind me. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for watching and listening also. And we'll catch you all later. Bye-bye. How we going?